Hello and welcome back to Cinema at First Sight. Today I am joined by my friend Renee. Hello, my name is Renee. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, if you are listening to this for the first time, the premise of Cinema at First Sight is I and my special guest will watch a movie or TV show and judge it either by the pilot episode or by the first half of the movie. So we're back at it again today. Yes, we are. And we have watched the first half of the 2019 psychological thriller slash horror movie, Midsommar. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, a lot what happens well at least in the first half yeah pretty much i've i've seen it and um yes so first question is this a rewatch or is this a first time watch for me it is definitely it's a very much a first time watch i'm new to it how about you uh for me this is the third time i have watched it because when i first watched it i was like wow that's fucked up i need to experience this with other people So I've just been telling everyone that we need to watch it. I've heard a lot about it, but the only things I've heard are like Florence Pugh's in it. Queen, amazing. Everyone loves her. Queen. And that it's like the most insane movie that everyone has ever seen. Yeah. So. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So far, I mean, at first, as we were easing into it, I was like, oh, you know, this is all right. This is a cute little movie. Mm. I'm into it. And then some dramatic stuff happens, but we're going to go through it in a detailed recount. Perfect. Yeah. So um, some basic plot points. We're introduced to Danny, who played by Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, absolute queen, yes. deity. We bow down to her. Um, She is very, very traumatized after her sister kills both herself and their parents by filling their house with carbon monoxide. In such a horrific way, she tapes it to her own mouth. It's awful. Yeah. Fully awful. Like, I cannot imagine that happening, thank God. Yep. Um, But as you can imagine, that puts a strain on her relationship with her boyfriend, Christian, who is literally just the embodiment of toxic white masculinity. Yeah. He was already planning to dump her, but is apparently kind of still trying to get rid of her, despite the fact that she's clearly suffering from heavy duty trauma. Yeah, he feels like he's now trapped. Yeah. um, Because she's gone through something traumatic. Yeah. And he's like, well, shit, I can't break up with her now because I'll look like a real dick, so I'm just going to be a dick to her, so hopefully she breaks up with me. Exactly. But despite this, he's like, you know what? I'm going to hit up Sweden. Yeah. I'm going to attend this, like, weird midsummer celebration that occurs once every 90 years in my friend's hometown with a bunch of my similarly toxic friends. Mm -hmm. However, Danny finds out, and so he kind of begrudgingly invites her along thinking she'll turn it down but she doesn't no and so she goes over the course of her birthday weekend which she seems to have forgotten their anniversary as well which she also seems to have forgotten yep this guy's great yeah he's a good boyfriend yeah he's so good um they hit up sweden they arrive in the middle of like some random field they meet this guy pierre christian's swedish friend they meet his like friends and family members and immediately get on the magic mushrooms yeah i'm not a doctor but I feel like for someone grieving and working through a lot not good. of mental Drugs. and emotional turmoil, absolutely Bad. not. That's a big fat no. No, 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 no. Hallucinations? Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So understandably, Danny starts freaking out um, mid-trip and has a short vision of her now dead family. But um, the next day, they officially meet the members of what definitely seems like a cult. Oh, 
100%. Yeah, fully dressed in white on what looks like a farm. Very much, think Amish. Like very, they always singing, doing this weird breathing. Chanting. Chanting. Weird, like not religious, but also kind of because there's like a weird grass cross in the background. They have like their own religion. I don't think they follow like one type of religion. I think yeah. it's like their own. They're not own. like all the cults. You know? Yeah, no. Um, There's some weird like kind of, I don't know, fire ceremony in Swedish. They talk about conjuring spirits. I don't know what's happening. They're at mm-hmm. least contacting them in some way it's about yeah they it's all about like wanting the best out of the crops and the best out of like their surroundings as much as they can and they do things to help that happen yeah Yeah. but there are also just like random flashes of some people in the community with significant facial deformities i don't know (laughs) um but then it's danny's birthday christian fully forgets swedish pa has to remind him but then we're taken to the next date which they say is a big deal in the cult community and boy is it a big deal um they all take part in a massive very silent feast but eventually the silence is broken by a couple of elderly people making random noises and speaking in tongues yeah yeah and breathing erratically and i literally put I, the weirdest acting warm-up exercises you've ever seen from an indie improv troupe but like honestly perform. have walked into one of those warm-ups and yeah. it is exactly what it is like you have been a part like, of one of those warm-ups. Yeah, have been a part of that yeah <laughs> full midsummer moment yeah um they then all just like take a shot because i mean after that i need to yeah i need but, to yeah but, yeah anything you can and it's on the elders are taken in thrones to the top of a cliff like actually like what do you call carried Carried up up. yeah where their palms are cut Mm -hmm. and they now coat some weird tableau with their blood Mm. one of them then makes intense eye contact with danny before face diving off the cliff yeah like belly on, flop on yeah. a rock and you fully see it they don't Ooh. cut away it's not from a fight you fully see it you see the front of their body bounce off the rock at the bottom of the cliff and they're completely mutilated yep their face mushed into pieces yeah. like absolutely disgusting yeah. at this point i'd be ordering an uber home i'm <laughs> out of there <laughs> actually i wouldn't have got on the plate in the first place <laughs> we, let's be we, honest. Wouldn't have gone. we wouldn't have been there <laughs> we've been like sweden that's far let's just like go to melbourne yeah <laughs> yeah perfect exactly um the other elder now does the same thing but um doesn't die so instead is ripped in two proceeds to make eye contact with their detached legs while everyone stands around chanting yeah and now members of the swedish community are tasked with beating him to death with a mallet individually like they each have to have a turn to mallet his face in because we don't want someone to be left out that's just rude no he like pencil dived he decided that that's the smart way of doing it yeah and let's pencil dive it's a really fun scene weirdly danny seems kind of unfazed at first considering she watched like two 72 year old humans she's gone through the ringer it is true i think she's just like in a state of shock yes but how do the cults defend this they say oh it's a long preserved custom instead of dying in pain you get to duck out early it's just like cute little swedish forced euthanasia when you hit 72 you jump off a cliff life's over i mean say that to betty white (laughs) (laughs) i think she'd have something to say about yeah then like danny seems to have sprung out of her shock and starts having a panic attack and then Pell comforts Danny and kind of, I don't know, tries to make a move and get in. Oh, he's definitely interested. Yeah, which at this point, honestly, fair, because like Christian's slacking in the boyfriend department, Pell's fully picking up the slack. He yeah. may as well get the title. He literally just, he said, your boyfriend didn't do this. Your boyfriend didn't do that. Look at me doing all of this. Yeah, put two and two together. I'm, I'm Swedish. Look, you got your own like cult yeah. that you can have if you get with 
with me. Exactly. He's he's trying to make his weird cult life seem appealing. He's I mean, making yeah. him out to be a major support system and a source of family. Classic recruitment of the vulnerable. But that's the thing. We would get into that because, like, yeah. you know, our cult video, we wanted to be exactly. a part of that cult. So we should probably... Yeah, for people him. who don't know, we did film a YouTube video oh, where yeah. we went to a restaurant run by a cult yeah. in the Blue Mountains. Midsommar. So exa- we're quite familiar with this We've concept. Been there. And that is pretty much where we've stopped it, where we've left off. Pretty much. So, first question. Mm. Um, what are our favourite moments <laughs> or moments that we consider most exciting and most pivotal at this point? So, for me... Yes. And this comes back throughout the movie, but we did yes. have a little touch on it. Yeah, so you have the context of the I whole do. film to draw on. Lucky I do. you. Um, I just wrote uh, down here vagina pie. Mm. My favorite part. So yeah, most just exciting. for context, what happened? It's like a brief scene. It's like yeah. oh, it's it's, it's a, a tapestry a story. Yeah, it's a tapestry that is laid out, and they're like, oh, it's a romantic story of some people in the town, and you see this woman who's clearly in love with a man, yeah, so decides normal. to cut off a piece of her vagina, bake it into a pie, give it to him, and then he falls in love with her. So it is not just piece of her vagina. It is exactly her pubic hair oh, and her. See, period blood oh nice makes it into a pie yeah gives it to the boy and it somehow hypnotizes him yeah. to fall in love Big with Big And yeah, it's like oysters, right? Yeah. Oysters, dark chocolate. We need to think about this blood. next time. Yeah. If we're if we like a guy. Dating hacks, girls. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Just watch if you're trying up. to sweep a guy or girl off their feet, you know, bake your own essence into a pie. Literally. That's disgusting. Um, so that's my most exciting part. Okay. And it does come back throughout. Oh, the I'm thing. glad. I didn't yeah. know that it came back. Oh, it does. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> At first, what I wrote before the whole like jumping off a cliff moment, I said that it was kind of a slow burn, so that there wasn't necessarily any moment in particular that was most pivotal, but that I was enjoying the journey. Mm. Um, so I said that I liked the super random weird stuff that kind of like subtly happens throughout the movie. So at one point, there's just like a normal scene, but going on in the background, there are a bunch of Swedish cult members <laughs> swaying and holding a baby. Yeah. Um, and also like I was saying before, we cut to the random shot of people with facial deformities, and we also cut to random shots of individual cult members going to the bathroom and taking short sharp breaths and then leaving we don't know what this is there's no context or explanation and there's also the whole like vagina pie situation no context no explanation i i enjoy that but see a lot of a lot of that is a lot of foreshadowing so in this one yeah. of the things is what did you notice when you watch rewatch it and i'll talk about yeah. that later but a lot of that i was like Comes oh back. that makes sense yeah cool, cool, cool. but i actually did have a most pivotal moment i i have one as well Ooh, okay I yeah i think mine's pretty my most pivotal moment is the cliff moment when everyone <laughs> dropped that's when like at first it's just like too. subtly weird like weird things are happening but it's not full-blown like you don't know that anything sinister is going on yeah once the 72 year old people are forced to jump off a cliff and kill themselves that's when you're like something's definitely Something's up. Like, and something's then, not right. And then the beating, like the continuous beating. Yeah, like, oh, they properly. didn't die. We're going to beat you to death with this mallet. And they actually had it prepared. Like, they, yeah. this happens a lot. They so were like, we need oh, a mallet. Another one survived. Someone, Brenda. Better bash their face in. Yeah. I wrote that down as one of my pivotal moments, but yeah. also mainly because I think it spirals everyone out of the control and it yeah. starts this whole, like, panic. Panic. Understandably. Um, it will, yeah. Shit goes down. Definitely. Um, 
But one of my other ones yes. was The Beginning. I remember when I first watched this, I was like, oh, this is a slow burn. Like, I was thinking horror because mm. Hereditary is by the same director. It was slow burning, but there was lots of horror elements. Yeah. Where this doesn't have a lot of insane horror elements. It's more Which of like I like. I do that I like that too. I tend to find horror movies a bit stupid. The, yeah. there's. I don't like jump scares. That's just cheap I just horror think, I, was gonna, I just think it's cheap. I it think is. It's like tacky. It's so easy to do as yeah. well. No, this is like thriller psychological. Like yeah, It's very well fun. thought out yeah but so i now look back and i think the whole beginning all of the context learning about the boyfriend and understanding the characters and introducing everyone and seeing them in their hometown before they actually get to sweden i think that is incredibly pivotal because you create views of these characters so that when you start watching the rest of the movie and then like all of these like decisions are having to be made you can understand why people are making these decisions because you know the view of the characters yeah but i think if we just jump straight into like look at this fucked up shit that's happening in Midsommar we'd be like well we don't really care about that character or why is that person so bad so why do we care yeah you'd also be like confronted with everything at once because there's obviously like everything happening in the farm so if you also had to get to know characters at the same time Mm. that would just be too much at once so I I like that it's staggered and they did it really well I don't think it was they didn't have any extra dialogue that wasn't necessary like everything they had in there was a reason and if they took it away there wouldn't have been which brings us to our next category which is least favorite slash least exciting slash least pivotal moments Mm. so i put in terms of least pivotal i said that i don't think that this movie has anything that isn't important yes i feel like every single little thing even the random moments that i was talking about before even though they feel random now i'm sure that they're going to come back down the track and kind of like hinted at that yeah Yeah. i think that they're there for a reason so nothing really doesn't feel pivotal agreed but least favorite moments what have what have you got anything with mark in it that's literally my first (laughs) off point this is my least favorite moment to just whenever and Mark it, talks. Whenever Mark talks about women. Which we is, haven't even mentioned who Mark is yet. So Mark cool. is Christian's best friend oh, who is played by the eyebrow guy from Where the Millers, Will Poulter. And everything he says is just the epitome of toxic like, masculinity. I'm sorry, it's awful. I he's rolling. just a chauvinistic pig. I'm, we'll get to that later when we get to least favorite characters. Spoiler alert, he's up there. Pretty much. Like, you just eye roll. You're just like, get off the screen, go away. And then my other least favorite moment, despite the fact that it is my most pivotal is just having to watch the people jump off ah, the cliff and then seeing their faces in slow motion just absolutely be pummeled. Um, but moving on to our favorite characters on a more cheery note. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So who who have you got? So my biggest one is obviously Danny. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Love. Florence Pugh. We love her. I want to be the head of the Florence Pugh fan club. Yes, 100%. Also, side note, if you follow her on Instagram, she posts like really cute little English Sunday roast recipes on her story every week. So that's so wholesome. But Danny also is a character. She's amazing. Amazing. She's the perfect girlfriend. She's very considerate. But one of the biggest issues I have with her and not as like a person, but like she's not caring about herself. She's staying with this guy who obviously doesn't care about her as much as she does. And she is so worried about pushing him away because she has some issues with her family instead of thinking well no my boyfriend is supposed to be there for me and if he's not then maybe I should step away she just doesn't think about what she needs yeah 
And I almost find her defending herself against him when she doesn't need to, which is like almost the definition of a battered wife syndrome. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. So not only is she suffering and surviving through so much, but she's so forgiving. Beautiful. When yeah. Christian says that he's going to ditch her and head to Sweden on her birthday, <laughs> um, she doesn't get angry or even ask for an apology. She just wants to talk through it and hear him out and be like, so why are you making these choices? And he's not even willing to give her that. Yeah. So she just has like an immense generosity of spirit. Yeah, Florence Pugh is absolutely killing it. Yeah. What a performance. Amazing. What a role as well. I mean, there's so much to do and she's doing everything. No wonder she's Academy Award nominated. Not for this, but she probably should have She should. Yeah, so she's so nice about Christian forgetting her birthday, forgetting their four year anniversary. And what I want her to get a backbone. That's what I want to see more of. Mm. Spoiler alert. Any, have you got any other favorite characters? Josh. Josh. Josh, the thesis guy. He's just there. Oh, okay. So Josh is another one of Christian's friends. He is he's played nice. by the guy who plays Cheedy, William Jackson Harper from mm. The Good Place. He's just nice. He's just chilling. He's trying to do his thesis for college. He's going, he went there for the thesis. Like, yeah, the drugs An came academic. along with it. Yeah. But like, he went there for the thesis where like the other boys, they went for the drugs. They're down to clown. Very much so. Yeah. I've got so far Pell, the Swedish guy. Look, I mean, he seems nice. Mm. He um seems to be the only person offering Danny any kind of empathy, but I guess he also does drag her and everyone into a cult so I don't know the morals are kind of blurry yeah it is a bit but he does remember her birthday that is a thing so a lot of pros and a lot of cons yeah. I don't why is he the closest thing to an actual boyfriend that Danny has I don't know I don't know um but l- let's move on to least favorite characters hmm. number one we-, we can both it's Mark yeah it's Mark yeah it's Mark I wrote down a quote that he said you know towards the beginning he was like get a girlfriend who actually enjoys sex I think that kind of just sums up everything he says. He, yeah. he sucks. Christian, the boyfriend, sucks for going along with everything he says mm. and feeding into the toxic masculinity, but this guy sucks for instigating it. He is awful. I, I've written so many things down. Insensitive, yeah. bad influence on Christian. Yeah. One of the things I said is that he acts like a player, but he's not attractive enough to be a player. I like, have I'm the sorry. Same thing. <laughs> I said he is a stereotypical, sexist, chauvinistic, borderline misogynistic mm. kind of nice. He's jock friend in the movie, except it's 2019. Mm-hmm. He's not a jock. Mm-mm. And he looks like a gamer who's been locked in someone's basement for yeah. 20 years. He is so self-centered and selfish. He yeah. doesn't give a shit about anyone else except no. for him and Christian, but not Christian's well-being. But no. how does how can I peer pressure Christian into acting the same way I do? Yeah, like how can the I keep values him... that I do? Exactly. How yeah. can I keep him as my best friend and not anyone else's property? Exactly. One of the biggest things that I hated about him, and this happened right just before half of the movie or just a little bit after, was yeah. that he pissed on a tree. Oh, yeah. So he pees on a tree that they've sprinkled the ashes of these dead ancestors on. Yeah. So, like, this very, like, sacred spiritual side. He literally just pees on it. And the thing That's is... That's such a metaphor for him ruining everything sacred and putting... <laughs> inserting himself into other it's, people's business. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Yeah. But, like... It, I'm writing my own thesis yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. William Jackson Harper, step aside. <laughs> I am here. The issue that I have with that scene is not so much the peeing, because, like, fine, he didn't know. It's his reaction once he finds out yeah. that it's like, oh, is, I just needed to pee. I just needed to pee. It's, What's, it's just you. a dead tree. It's, it's just not a dead about tree. You, Mark. Uh, it's yeah. not just a tree, clearly. It's not. Like, he if, should be pushed off a cliff and yeah, smashed to death he, with a mallet. He should. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and then our second least favorite uh, Christian. Christian, of course. What a horrible, horrible person and boyfriend. 
He's yeah. just a gross human being for wanting to leave Danny during one of the most traumatic experiences any person can go through. He's so closed off. He doesn't even... She is the most open, most kind, yeah. most warm. And she so doesn't ask for forgiving. much. He, she literally just said to him when she found out that he was going to leave her on her birthday and possibly anniversary to go have drugs in Sweden and possibly see other girls with a very bad influenced friend. She didn't say, oh, how dare you? She said... Oh, I just wanted to know why you didn't tell me about it. I just want to have a discussion. He can't meet her basic needs. That whole conversation made me so angry because in the end, she ended up apologizing because he was getting angry at her. Because he booked a ticket to Sweden after her parents died over her birthday. And this is not like a relationship that they've been together for like six months. Four years. Four years. Not that he remembers. No, no, of course not. They live together and you can't even tell her that you're going away. Yeah. No, disgusting behavior. She didn't care about not going. She just wanted to know what you're doing. Yeah. What the hell? And I don't care that his friends are, like, talking him into stuff and whatever. Like, I'm sorry. Be your own person. You I can know. choose who you're friends with. Ditch yeah. Mark. Ditch him. If he's such a bad influence friend. Like, fine. Maybe outside of Mark, maybe Christian actually might be a good boyfriend. But he's not choosing to leave Mark. No. That's the issue. He's choosing to leave Danny. It's so bad. Like, she's constantly trying to reach just to connect with him. And he can't even give her that. Yeah. Like, he can't. He didn't even give her a present for her birthday. No. Pell gave her a present. Took her to a cult, but gave her a present. And then I'll mention one more thing. He took Josh's thesis. So that is true. Josh literally came. So Josh came to write a thesis, and then Christian randomly, while they were there, after he saw the people jump off a cliff, he said, you know what, I think I'm going to write my thesis, thesis about, this, about this as well. Oh, no. And Josh is like, well, no, mate, that's not fair. Like, my thesis was going to be about this, and I've been planning this for months. And he's like, well, I'm doing it anyway, so. So he's just inconsiderate. Inconsiderate. Awful. I don't like him. So next category, storylines, I think, will be expanded upon, slash think should be expanded upon, or like what I want to see more of, what I want to see less of. I'll go first just because I haven't seen it. Of course. So what I want to see more of, I don't know if we will, but I want to see the backstory of how Danny and Christian got together. So true. Why did she ever settle for him? And also, has he got progressively worse? Like, did mm. he ever try to woo her? And was he ever invested in the relationship? Or has he just been awful from the beginning and she just has had, like, really low self-esteem and has settled for him? Was Mark always his best friend? Or did he yeah. meet him along the, the relationship? Because, I'm sorry, if I met somebody and then met his friend who was Mark, I'd be like, That's see ya, mate. That's red flag, I'm out. Um, and then I do think that we'll get explanations for this down the track, but I'd like to know what the random shots of people with deformities are about and also just an explanation for what the hell this cult is. Yeah. And what they want with these random Americans. What's their deal? What's their game plan? What's their motive? I want to know. I also clocked, there's the sound of random babies crying in the background of almost every scene. What's that about? I'd like an explanation. And what I think will happen... Obviously, I think things are going to get progressively weirder. (laughs) I think eventually Danny's going to get recruited. She's in a vulnerable state. She's definitely cult fodder. She's been getting closer to Swedish guy. And they mentioned something about someone being crowned Mayfair Queen. Oh, the Mayfair Queen with the, yeah. Yeah, I think that Danny's gonna win it. I think she's gonna be crowned Mayfair Queen. And I'm obviously picking up on vibes from the movie, but also on the movie poster, she's wearing a crown of flowers. So I put two and two together. Um, and that's that's my answer to that. So okay. what, what can you speak on? I mean, I know what's gonna happen, so I won't say yeah. anything. But what I would love to see is more vagina pie. Absolutely. Quite 
quite like that story. I think yeah. it's a Disney movie in the ma- making of how so cute. of like you know how to get your Disney prince this time instead of waiting for him yeah. in the tower. Honestly, way more make him a than pie. any Disney movie. Yeah, make him a pie with your vagina. Yeah. Um, and then the next category, most problematic moments. I may be very wrong, but I didn't have actually that many. I mean, the problematic moments is more just like problems, not within the storyline or the the characters they chose, but just like, I don't like this person and I think he's a problem full stop. Yeah. So like normally when I talk about most problematic moments, I'm like, oh, like what's not politically correct about the movie? I don't really think that there is anything. I mean, obviously there are themes and stuff within the movie that are problematic. So for instance, the characters of Mark and Christian, Mm. they're just toxic masculinity personified. They're inconsistent. They're problematic characters in the movie, but not an indication of the movie itself being problematic. And similarly, the cult's stance on forced euthanasia, that's problematic. I'm all for euthanasia being a choice, but obviously forcing someone to die at 72, not a fun time. But I don't think the creator of Midsommar said, I think that all 72-year-olds should be bludgeoned to death. So I don't think that that's an indication of the movie being problematic. I actually think this is a real cult, though. I think this is... Oh, is it based on a real cult? I really do think so i think God. when i first watched it i like researched the hell out of it because i was like what? as you would. with the breathing i don't understand and yeah researched all of it yeah i think that it is loosely i mean obviously not that every 90 years this is what's gonna happen yeah but it's, but it's like loosely a, based on a cult loosely based on a cult where things like that happen where like God. they do just kind of like let go of people at this specific age for multiple reasons not just because you want to be happy when you die and not in pain but also like they don't have the um medical things to look after them once they hit an age where they start getting sick so i think that's where they got with that but i think it is based on wow a real swedish cult sweden a country (laughs) of contradictions on one side you've got the wholesomeness that is ikea and on the other side you've got forced euthanasia (laughs) swedish meatball it's a mixed bag (laughs) and so the next question is a question for you renee yeah so because (laughs) this is a rewatch what are some things you didn't realize until this time around or like perspectives oh so i have been taught to look for symbols and foreshadowing because that's what like my uni degree taught me absolutely so, I love reading into yeah. things that may not necessarily be there. Exactly. It might not be anything. It might just be me going The definition insane. of my English high school experience. <laughs> so I will talk about that and then I'll get into like the further. Yes. Um, so in the beginning, there is, I don't know if anyone noticed or if you noticed, mm. there is heaps of photo frames covering the walls. I, I did notice, there but were, I didn't notice what they were. I didn't know what they were either. And then I saw in um the place that they're staying in Midsommar, like the sleeping area, Yeah. there's a wall covered in photo frames mm. and there wasn't just one house it was Florence Pugh's house it was her parents house when they flashed back to the mm. death they were everywhere it was just constant photo frames collaged everywhere and I thought well that's interesting and I don't know if that is like a purposeful thing or if that was just a set design choice but that was one thing I saw um the other thing I saw is we actually see people grieve yeah now in most horror movies when somebody dies you don't actually see the person grieve you usually see the death and then you jump to the funeral and then that's yeah. what you see. But you don't actually see them finding out the moment that they find out that that person has died and the, you know, minutes after that. What I really like about it too is like, it's an uncomfortable grieving experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time when grief is depicted in movies, you'll just see someone like daintily cry mm-hmm. and then like cut to the next scene because we don't want to make the audience too uncomfortable. Yeah. But this is designed to make you uncomfortable because grieving is uncomfortable. It's very like guttural and visceral yes. and messy. and Exactly. I talked about lots of foreshadowing. I don't want to explain 
because I don't want to give it away. It's okay. G- g- give some hints that I may not pick up on because I haven't well, seen most of the movie. Well, you kind of talked about there's lots of babies. Oh, okay. Mm. Am I on the right track? You are on the right track. Oh, hello. Um, there's Call lots me of... Raven Simone. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest one that I found out is when I first watched the movie, and even the second time, I hated Mark. We all did. Oh, yeah. It was your stereotypical, misogynistic, masculine, awful human. However, I didn't realise how bad Christian was until this time around. Mm. I always thought, oh, you know, maybe he's going through some shit, or, like, you know, Mark's the bad one. But actually, I think Christian's worse. Mark is just your stereotypical dude who's just a dickhead, but he has no ties attached to him. Yeah. Christian has somebody who cares for him. And Christian is actively deciding to not care about that. That's so true. And is not being the person she needs him to be. And I thought, wow, I see him in a completely different light. So I'm excited to see how I feel about him afterwards. Yeah. I hope Danny kills him. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Danny push him off a cliff and then he won't die and then she'll come up him with a mallet. She's like, oopsie daisies, you didn't die. Here we go. Exactly. That's what I want to, that's what I want to see more of. That would be great. Um, so what category of viewing are we going to slot it in? The three choices. We've got trash, which means it's actually terrible. We've got treasure, which means it's actually good. Or we've got guilty pleasure, which means I'm enjoying it, but I feel bad about it because I shouldn't be because it's a bad film. Fucked up treasure. Love that. Love that. Yeah, I put it in treasure as well, but I definitely agree with that because I'm genuinely enjoying it. Yeah, it's great. Actually, okay, okay. I don't know if enjoying is the right word, <laughs> but I'm lured. I'm fascinated. Yeah, it intrigues you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's I'm finding it captivating. Enjoying, I don't know, but definitely morbidly fascinated. Yes. So that's a great category to put it in. And yeah, viewing style. Who would we watch it with? Who would we not watch it with? Where would we watch it? Where would we not watch it? I think it's a great movie to watch with your parents, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, depending on how close. I would honestly. I saw it with my dad. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I would watch it with my dad. I don't know if if my mum could handle it. No. She's not a big fan of and it, horror movies or psychological thrillers or anything too intense that's not Midsummer Murders. But it's still getting, it's going to get worse. There is a particular scene that if anyone has watched this before knows exactly what scene I'm talking about. It's great. So I said, I mean, for most people, if you're not super close with your parents, maybe don't watch it with a family member. Mm. It's not the most like family friendly kind of film. Mm. Or, and I wouldn't watch it in a large group where a lot of people are talking and you can't concentrate. Yes. Because then you just oh, tune in at random right. times and you'd be like, what? And then you just make fun of it and think, oh, this film's like a trash horror movie and not yeah. actually get the full impact. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I also said I probably wouldn't watch it alone, even though that's how you watched it for the first time. Yeah. Because I was like, that's nightmare inducing. So personally, I wouldn't <laughs> watch it alone i would ideally watch it with one or two friends or a close family member or something for the support who aren't going to talk over it yeah that's a good one yeah i said probably like yeah with a friend who i would want to show look how messed up it is so please experience this exact viewing so this exactly yes. yep i wouldn't watch this somewhere public true because there is lots of scenes that if somebody were just to walk past or like if you're on a plane or something and somebody that would is just how to my look dad over yeah i can just imagine what those people next to them would be like and just look over and be like as the person who was next to my dad in that circumstance, I definitely agree. <laughs> I would look over and be like, what? Why is Florence Pugh covered in flowers right now? I don't know. I'm going to look away. Yeah. Probably not in not public. public. Yeah. yeah. Will we want to keep going with the rest of the movie? You have to. I said yes literally as soon as I'm done recording. Yeah. I need to know what happens because <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. Like, can you imagine just stopping halfway through and being like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to know I don't need to know happens. anything else. God, no. Um, and final question, rating out of five. Like, listen, I would give it a five out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just for the storyline, but it's for the directing. It's for the acting. It's for yeah. everything. Like The acting is top notch. It's really, really good. But 
I gave it a 4.5 because Hereditary is just that tiny bit better. Mm-hmm. And I'm basing it on the same principles of like acting, directing. I'm giving it a four, but I'm also only judging it on the first half. Yeah. Hence the premise of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really into it. The only thing that is stopping me from giving it a five is because I have like a lot of questions that are still unanswered and a lot of questions that aren't even fully formed. Like I don't even know how to form questions about them because I'm so confused. Yeah. But I know obviously that'll clear up as I get through it. But no, I'm really keen to see what happens happens next flawed by the acting yeah it's a good film i would recommend yeah. you give it a go definitely and on that note that is all we have for you look at that I know, look at that <laughs> thank you for tuning in and i will talk to you next week probably about something slightly more wholesome yeah like a disney movie <laughs> yeah it'll be me watching disney channel original movies oh yes <laughs> bye bye